Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamformradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Please hang a moon up and tune up the cellos For here come the dreamers Tell all the fellows to varnish their trumpets Butter the crumpets and garnish the cellos Let us get to it and do it upright Welcome the dreamers with all of our Welcome to Dream Farm Radio. My name is Julie Lavender, and I'm sitting here in my family's lovely historic home overlooking the rolling New England fields of Dream Farm. I'm inviting you to drive down the country road of your imagination to join us right here in our barn with its soaring posts and beams and its panoramic view of the countryside. We'll unleash fresh jazz synergies as we explore the music and the dreams of our guest artists. So join us, because you never know. We just might touch a few of your dreams along the way. goodness that was such a beautiful teaser bonnie mcleod thank you for coming into the barn at dream farm you're welcome that was really cool like i knew she'd play something neat but that really <laughs> was a lovely lead into your music folks i have bonnie mcleod with me she's a very versatile and accomplished pianist entertainer singer and composer so get this you know she's played at the rainbow room and the waldorf astoria and uh, Windows on the World. She's been a cruise line entertainer. She's played Scholars in Boston. She composes and sings, you know, everything from cabaret to pop to standards to original, you know, um, piano pieces, solo piano pieces. So I love to talk to singers who are entertainers and are very versatile. So welcome, Bonnie. McLeod. Oh, thank you so much. It's so fun to be here and to be in this beautiful space. I enjoyed the drive up here very much. Oh, it's just gorgeous. If you could look out at the fields today, folks, well, just go there in your mind. It's lovely and pastoral. and It is pastoral. Yes. Yeah. And inspiring. It's an inspiring space, isn't it? It's beautiful to be here with you and to share this with our radio audience. So Bonnie McLeod, 
Wow. How'd you, <laughs> how did you become the chanteuse, singer, pianist, entertainer that you are? Because you're really an entertainer, aren't you? <laughs> well, yes. I mean, I, I never expected to be that. Um, I, I took piano lessons in school, and I moved to New York uh, being just a pianist. Not just a pianist, because <laughs> nobody is just a pianist, but... Um, I learned quickly in New York City when I moved there in 85, I think, um, that I could be more marketable singing. So I learned to sing, and uh, that was quite an arduous task, I must admit. Did you like and it that- or no? Or was, or was it daunting to you? Uh, well, I I learned to sing in this place called Broadway Baby up on uh, the west side of uh, uh, New York City, and uh, all Broadway singers came in there, so everybody had their viewpoint of how I was doing, and um, that was pretty... Uh... So you were coached by Broadway singers as you learned to sing? Yes. How did that work for you? Not all optimistic uh, comments. <laughs> But um, it was uh, it was very interesting, and then I enjoyed singing so much that I just learned everything. And then I'm playing in piano bars and hotels and cruise ships and parties. You had to be ready to sing anything, anything from any of Broadway shows and Frank Sinatra and Rogers and Hart and. Uh, haven't learned Lady Gaga yet, though. <laughs> Just need some meat. <laughs> and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, you also had to learn to uh, take on characters then, right? Yeah, oh, yes, yes. Were you always a character kind of a person? <laughs> or did that develop when you started to sing? Well, believe it or not, I, I was in New York City and on the cruise ships. I was really a singer pianist and and that was it but um actually i did shows on the ship uh in in the in the theater room and that's where i did my theatrical things and uh then i noticed that i would get a lot of laughs when i started doing like theater piece kind of uh, you know, song numbers on the piano. So kind of intoxicating to get laughs, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. And my whole family has a good sense of humor, a very wry sense of humor. And so uh, I just decided to take it to the stage. That's awesome. And of course, every good song, you become a character for that song. And oh yeah, you know, camp it up if it, if it's called for, or you know, go to a very contemplative place if that's. If that's what it's called for, you know, you'd be in that, oh, yeah. in that moment. I mean, I, I, I can do really tongue-in-cheek kind of tunes, but then I can do very uh, melancholy songs as well. Well, it's funny you should say that because the two, tong- two, tongs, the two songs we talked about you doing in this set are exactly those two types of songs. There's, there's sort of a contemplative melancholy love song, and then there's the... Um, the one that's kind of got a campy side, right? Yes. So tell campy. us, it's completely up to you. Where would you like to start? Would Where you like to would start I with like to start? the campy, kitschy one or the one that's more, you know, romantic? Yeah. Let me do the romantic, kind of ease people into, into my world. Okay, let's do it. And what are you... <laughs> 
okay. Um, let's do, let's hear you play More Than You Know. Okay.
Bonnie McLeod on piano and vocal, wonderful entertainer and emoter, carver of sound and vocal. That was just lovely. Thank I you. I really, well, I was totally in there with you, Bonnie. <laughs> awesome. That was a great choice to start the show and to, to hear all of the different colors in your voice and in your playing and how personal it seemed when you were playing that. Is that personal? Is that a personal I, song to you? I definitely. Um, yeah, if I didn't have writing or writing poetry, I like to write poetry too. And um, usually, there's a lot of places where I was a background pianist. So when people were at bars, many bars have I played in over the years. I've been playing professionally for, oh God. 37 years mm. um, so there are a lot of bars where people were drinking at the bar and kind of ignoring the piano player so you know I would just get into my own music there were other times when people would be surrounding the piano and you yeah. know I'd be playing for three hours you know non-stop piano bar favorites but um, you know uh, yeah, each song is personal, though. It seemed very personal. I love that. It seemed like you really put yourself into that. It wasn't just a song you knew how to sing. I love that, Bonnie. That's so cool. Thank you. And you're going to be coming back and showing us some other facets of the Bonnie world. Uh, we're not going to be able to get the whole song in, but could you give us a teaser of I Love a Piano? Just, yes. Just a teaser. Yes. As a child, I went wild when the band played. How I ran to the man when his hand swayed. Clarinets were my pets and the slide trombone. I thought I was simply divine. But today when they play, I could hiss them. Every bar is a jar to my system. But there's one musical instrument I call my own. I love a piano. I love a piano. I love to hear someone just play upon a piano. A grand piano. It simply carries me away. Honey, I know a fine way. You're listening to Bonnie McLeod, singer, songwriter, pianist, entertainer. We'll be right back with more for Dream Farm Radio. Over the keys, all those ivories, and with the pedal, I long to meddle. Not only those turns from Broadway. This is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. 
Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Dream Farm Radio, and here in the barn with me today on this lovely afternoon is Bonnie McLeod, Hi. who is a storied and, and you know, very, what's the word? You've just been playing forever. I mean, you're a singer, <laughs> you're a songwriter, you're a pianist. You've done everything from cruise ships to, you know, mothership to cruise ship to, <laughs> <laughs> to Boston venues all over the place doing, um, you know, the favorite piano uh jazz tunes and you know rainbow room what was that like playing those big clubs in, in oh, new york well uh, at the rainbow room in new york i felt like a princess it was um such a beautiful room to play in and i got to wear these gorgeous gowns and and uh i played before the main uh, band came on and they had the, the you know they had the circular floor uh, and people came and danced and I you know I played cocktail hour before uh, the dancing happened and uh, I, I remember walking down a, a long staircase before I came to the piano and it was just so lovely. Was that part of your entrance was the staircase yes. and the dress seriously? <laughs> Wow. And then at Christmas time, um, I I had a red dress. I remember I had a red gown. And then I would, uh, during my break, I would go out and in front of the Christmas tree and have my picture taken in front of, uh, with uh, kids and people. <laughs> so it was pretty. Who was the most exciting person for you to open for? Um, well, there was uh, uh, Tony Bennett. Mm. Tony Bennett. Yes. Did you get to hang with Tony? Uh, I didn't, but uh, I talked to him at length uh, when he was sitting down at a table, and he was the nicest gentleman. He was the nicest gentleman. I also met Rosemary Clooney. I heard her there, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she she was really a nice lady. Wow. So favorite clubs to play in? Obviously, Rainbow Room would be in the top, would it? Yes. Rainbow Room... um, uh, I used to play at the Village Gate. I actually lived right behind the Village Gate um, in um, New York City in Greenwich Village. Uh, that was a nice place to play at. What a lot was of history. The, what was the life of a pretty much your full-time piano, bar, singer, entertainer like in New York City? Well, believe it or not, I I had... I always had an office job during the day, except when I, except when I went on the cruise ships during the '90s. Then I didn't have a, an office gig during the day. But um, for the most part, I would do my eight to four job at school. I had a, a, a job as a secretary at a school for kids with learning disabilities, 
Sen- and then I would uh, go to my job. Let's see, what did I do? Five to eight at the New York Helmsley. Because uh, every uh, back then in the 80s, every major hotel... Uh, had a cocktail had had a, had a, had a uh, grand piano in the lobby. Uh, you know, every lobby was made of marble and had water fountains. Mm. And, you know, now every lobby and hotel has in hotels has like canned music. And, you know, here in Boston and, and in New York, too. But back then it was all water fountains and grand pianos. So there was a lot of us who played in these places. And uh, so I would do five to eight at the New York Helmsley and then run over to my gig at the Waldorf Astoria at Peacock Alley from nine to 12. Then I would <laughs> I would go out and see other musicians at their gigs. Wow. Uh, and then be up in time for my eight o'clock office job. And I did this for years. Wow. So <laughs> it sounded like it sounds like you needed a rest. I did I'm I'm doing that now. <laughs> the only reason that was a silly segue to your song Pe- oh, Peel Me a Grape. <laughs> that was silly, silly, really tacky. But I think about Peel Me a Grape like the the person who who says Peel Me a Grape is the person who's you know, like I'm done now, right? <laughs> I'm so, done now. I am so done. I'm, I'm taking my time. So, will you play us this tune? Tell me why sure. you love this song. Oh God! Well, you know, this is a uh, woman power kind of tune, and I think nowadays is very, very fitting to do this because um, you know, women need to stand up for themselves and um you know the song kind of goes overboard this is a woman who maybe demands too much but (laughs) (laughs) she she likes to have a lot on her plate (laughs) and she likes to have it brought to her well let's hear all about her okay some ice skin me a peach save the fuzz for my pillow start me a smoke talk to me nice you gotta wine me and dine me don't try to fool me bejewel me best way to serve me me. I'm getting hungry. Peel me a grape. Pop me a cork. French me a fry. Crack me a nut. Bring me some bonbons. Chill me some wine. Keep standing by, just entertain me, champagne me, best way to cheer me, cashmere me, just entertain me. I'm getting up. 
not to be an agreeable trap. When I holler, skip when I snap, and when I say do it, baby, jump to it. Send out for scotch, call me a cab, cut me a rose, make the tea with the petals, just hang around. Pick up the tab. Never outthink me. Just mink me. New Thunderbird me. You heard me. Polar bear rug me. Don't bug me. I'm getting hungry. the seedless kind. <laughs> oh yeah, we love it. We love it. That's so great, Bonnie. So fun. I hope everyone out there in Radio Land is just really getting a kick out of this because it's a, you're a kick and you're delightful. <laughs> so fun. Wow. How do we segue from that, all of that um, amazing uh, character, entertaining instinct into your songwriting, into your, um, your composing, your piano pieces? Tell me about this song, Char- song for Charlie. Uh, well, this is, um, well, you could say that I used this kind of psychology uh, on Peel Me a Grape with Charlie. And obviously, it didn't work because he lives in Brussels now. Um, <laughs> oh, however, you're saying that you tried the grape approach on Charlie, and yes, and and, and it didn't work. He and didn't polar bear rug you. No, he didn't polar bear rug me. <laughs> oh, he's not he even did, here to bug you. He's not here to bug me. He didn't pick up the tab. Uh, well, um, but uh, but he did get a song. You actually. He did get a song, yes. Actually, Charlie is a, a very famous saxophone player uh, in uh, Belgium and in Poland, and um, he was on. Uh, he was in the ship's band. Uh, the whole band was from Poland, and these guys were kicking. These guys were so good. Uh, they played this real far out kind of jazz and they played big band music. I mean, these guys were fantastic. And he was a sax player and uh, he was really cute. And, you know, uh, we just had a lot of fun together, you know. Um, Gotta and... love a guy with a reed, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And I liked him, so when I like a guy, I write a song about him, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so anyway, um, so we keep in touch by Facebook now. And, um, oh, my God, that was like, geez, 1995, 22 wow. years ago. Wow. <clears throat> anyway, so um, 
Yeah, but it's... Uh, so it's, you wrote him a song. Was this before, during, or after this song? Uh, I wrote the song after... Uh, no, actually, I was writing it on the ship as as I knew him because I worked with him for six months when I was on the ship. Wow. We were doing the uh, the islands. We were doing the islands, man. <laughs> so let's hear what you wrote for Charlie. Okay. All right, I'll do that. It, originally, it's in, in Polish. It's called Piosenka dla Cesarius. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
Wow. That is really moving. And, you know, um, the melody was so approachable and um, you could float on it and then you would move into uh, so many different places with it. I don't really know where it, how to describe how I felt, but I felt like it was um, very endearing. The piece was so endearing. You know, you, it was, yeah. it had a pop quality sound that I like in the sense that the melody was very, um, you could just dive right into it. But it, it was um, such good writing, you know, uh. such, and you could hear the <clears throat> influences that you have from other types of music, you know, the, the Broadway, the standards, the, the, uh, it's awesome, really good. So we're going to take a short break and we're going to hear more from Bonnie McLeod. You're going to, of course, want to hear more of this. I am Julie Lavender, and you're listening to Dream Farm Radio. You want to play some more in a few minutes, Bonnie? Sure. Awesome. Love to. We'll be right back. Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Dream Farm Radio, and today in the barn with me, I have entertainer, singer, composer, pianist, Bonnie McLeod. <laughs> and all around great human being. Oh, I forgot to mention that. It's true that, though, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, I was thinking when you played that um, instrumental song for Charlie in the last segment, there are people in in the world who, when they play... There's just something about them where where you go, I'm, I need to listen. They sort of take this, take their space and say, hear me. And some people do it in a pushy way or in a, um, maybe more less genuine way or whatever. But I just felt this kind of, um, sense that you were going to make music that was going to make me give you my attention. You know, that it was going to, it was going to happen, but it was going to come from a really lovely place. And I'm, I'm wondering, Bonnie, because I, 
part of the story behind Dream Farm is that um, I lived for many years with paralyzing stage fright. And so <sighs> I could barely ever, I mean, there was a time when I couldn't play for one, of her, one other person in a room. And the story behind Dream Farm and doing what I'm doing now is overcoming that. And so you just look like you're going to take the place and that's all it is. But do you, have you ever struggled with any constraints like fear that, that would have affected your creativity and that's so funny that you mentioned that. I have the most crippling stage fright. Seriously? Unbelievable, yes. Do you ever talk about it? Do, pe- do you share that with people? Um, I have told people, and they cannot believe it. Yeah, but... that's what people say to me. <laughs> so how did you feel coming today? Um, I, yeah, I was anxious, and, and I said... Uh, I said to myself, um, oh, it's going to be this, it's going to be that, oh, blah, 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 blah. Um, but it, it, it is, it's very scary. But mm-hmm. then I read that, uh, you know, Sir Lawrence Olivier oh, yeah. had horrible yes. stage fright. I know. But as soon, it, it's so funny. It melts the minute I sit down at the piano or the minute I'm under the light. It doesn't come in the middle of something where you freak out and you go, oh my gosh, they're all looking at me. Um, it don't, no, it only happens when I'm off stage. When I'm on stage, I feel fine. So yeah. all those years going in and out of all these clubs was every day, just like a oh. thousand cuts until you got there? Yeah, horrendous. Really? What made yes. you keep doing it? Um, I'm a sadomasochist, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> It is weird to be, to have struggle with fear, and to, and the one thing that you want to do so badly is the one thing that gives you conniptions. I know it's it's I don't know I think it's an artist thing. I I, I think it's um, because I I feel that I'm giving something to the world. I feel like you know it's a gift, so that I need to share it with the world, and if it makes. Mm-hmm at least one person happy, then I know that I've, you know, I know that I've achieved something. Mm-hmm. And it's also, uh, it's the purest gift that I can give mm-hmm. to God or mm-hmm. wh- yeah. whoever that spirit is up in heaven. Um, it's the, it, to play the piano, to sing, to write my music, to perform it. Um, it's, it's the purest gift I can give so that when I finally sit down and release that, it's, it's Mm -hmm. the, it's like the pure state of being I can be in. Mm -hmm. And even the risk is the vulnerability makes it even more of a sacrifice of worship. For me. Yes, it is. It is that. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I, I. This is all I have in the the fear sometimes is it's just not going to be enough. You know, it's not going to be enough. But the, the, the irony is, is that, um, you don't have anybody else to bring, but you right where you are with your gifts as they are with your talents, as they are with, you know, you know, mess ups and all, and you can't be anywhere else. And if that's not okay, you wouldn't bring anything anywhere to anyone at any time. And you can't get past that unless you just do, you know, start diving into that, that space that is so, um, for some, for some of us has been, has been paralyzing, you know? 
Yes. Wow. I'm so glad you shared that. That means a lot to me because I want to share more about that because I think that if musicians were honest more, they would encourage a lot of other people to say, maybe it's not stage fright for you, but there's so much fear in art making and creativity. And I want the audience to know that, that, um, it can be surpassed and overcome. You it know? is. I mean, sometimes it, it prevents me from, you know, booking gigs and things like that, booking concerts. But uh, sometimes I just, uh, you know, if I'm having a fabulous day, I say to myself, okay, I got to book a concert. <laughs> and, yeah, and then, and then, then the then day it, of, you're like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? Oh, my God. And then for the next three months, I worry, you know, every, you know, but uh, it, it it's such an immense satisfaction to actually it's true, totally to to get mm-hmm. up there. It's so cathartic, and there are ways to, there are ways to overcome. Well, yeah. you know what? That just is the perfect segue into this song. You had this idea. Let's do this song, Celie's Blues Sister. Oh, and yes. you know now that you we both shared our thing, I can't think of a song that would be more appropriate than for us to sing this together. Oh yeah, Isn't that definitely. So great. Oh my gosh, we jumped into it, ladies and gentlemen, into into all of our issues, and we sang anyway. <laughs> We're singing anyway, so let's let's do this together, okay? Okay, let's do it.
Well, how do we do? <laughs> how fun was that? Knowing that um, um, we're not competitors, we're sisters. Sisters. I know. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I I I feel a kinship with you. You know, I, and it's just. It's so much fun. It's so much fun to do that song. I'm so glad that you... I loved it. You, you would yeah. think I would have... I was. It was almost off the radar for me. And I listened to it and I went, of course this is a great song. How did I, how did I miss this? <laughs> but you know, for me, it's been really, really important to uh, work in such a way with other people that, that I move completely out of the one-upsmanship and the lead with your bio... Because to me, if I had to move out, out, moving out of fear for me, if I had to walk around with my bio and make and prove to people I'm worth hearing, which of course is the thing you have to do to promote yourself whenever you have a concert or even charging money for a ticket, well, I might not be good enough for that, right? <laughs> or what if they, and so here at the farm, what, what I really have decided to do was to move out of bios and hype and whatever and say, you have a voice, you know, whoever comes, you have a voice. I want to hear what you have to do, and I'm not asking you to prove to the world that you deserve a space to share your music. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's gifting I'm looking for. So I love that when that happens, and it's always sad to me when I do interact with musicians that are hesitant to be generous in that way. Well, it's it's so nice that you give a, a musician or musicians opportunities to be able to, you know, display their wares like this and and to have a special song where you can interact with them you know uh it's always a treat yeah it's always an upside for me (laughs) would you play another one of your original piano compositions for us oh i'd love to tell us what you're gonna play um this is a tone poem um I liked the Spanish word better than the... Well, either word is fine. Uh, It's called mariposa, which means butterfly Mm -hmm. in Spanish. And um, just takes you along the life of a butterfly. Capricious, uh, thoughtful, uh, contemplative. Uh, Just close your eyes and take a listen. Mm -hmm.
Bonnie, you are really such a substantive composer. That was just delightful. I mean, wow. Where did that come from, girlfriend? <laughs> oh my gosh. I This started off, believe it or not, with someone giving me a pair of gold butterfly earrings. Awesome. And there should be I, a study about the role of accessories in good music. <laughs> I I I think it was and I got the a pair of earrings in the in the dead of winter. And I was just thinking about spring, and I've always thought of butterflies. I've always loved butterflies, and um, it's I, truly it, just—I it, mean, delightful. So, and I love the voicings in the left hand, just even in the beginning of the melody. And uh, uh, well, I—I'd I, love to wax eloquent about it, but if I do, we won't get any more of your last song, which is. <laughs> Hit me with a hot note. We want to have some some sparky Bonnie on the way out the door. So get okay. play as much of this as you possibly can. Then we're going to tell everybody how they must connect with you on Facebook, okay? Hit me. Hit me. Hit me with a hot note and watch me. Everyone, you've been listening to Bonnie McLeod, and you have to message her on Facebook to get her music, which of course you want, this album of beautiful music that you did, the piano stuff. Right, Maude? Yes. We loved having you. Thanks so much. (laughs) I enjoyed being on here. Thank you so much, Julie, for giving me and all of us musicians an outlet to express ourselves. Yay. All right, Bonnie McLeod on Facebook, um, M-A-C, capital L-E-O-D. That's right. Bye-bye. How can I keep my hair up? Hit me with a hot note and When you touch a dream Well, you know you've touched a dreamer When you truly listen to For photos of the farm, show information, or to learn about becoming a sponsor, visit dreamfarmradio.org, where you can sign up to receive free weekly episodes of our program. Dream Farm Radio is produced by Don Richardson at mlcrecording.com. Thanks for listening. Every dreamer needs someone who'll touch their dream